It's my journey. It's your journey. You need my help and I need yours. Cause we are bumping along. It's my journey. It's your journey. Today we will talk about the life of St. Martin de Porres and especially my favorite miracle, the miracle of the mice. Martin was born in 1579 in Lima, Peru. It was only 83 years after Columbus placed a small Spanish flag on the island of San Salvador, claiming it an entire new world for the Catholic Queen Isabella. As it was, she was, she had also financed this expedition in thanksgiving to God for deliverance of Spain from the Moors. In 1535, the city of Lima was founded, and in 1551, the Dominicans, St. Martin de Porres, began, began a university there. And aside, the Dominicans were the first order of religious to preach the gospel in Peru. Martin was born of John de Porres, a Spanish nobleman and knight of the Order of Alcantara, and a, <clears throat> and a free black woman, Anna Velasquez. Martin's father was not very happy to find his child was black. He did not want to be connected with the child in any way. As a matter of fact, on the baptismal record, there was no mention of the father at all. The baptismal cert cert certificates read only, Martin, son of an unknown father. But some years later, he officially acknowledged Martin as being his son. We're not sure if John ever married Anna Velasquez. If he did, he didn't treat her very well. He spent most of his time in other countries, leaving Anna and the children, Martin and his sister Joan, to fend for themselves. Though Martin was not from a poor background, you would not have known it by the way he and his family lived. They were always at least borderline poverty and sometimes full-blown poverty. But none of this had any detrimental effect on Martin. If anything, it gave him an understanding and empathy for his poor brothers and sisters. From his earliest days, he focused completely on the Lord present in the Blessed Sacrament. His mother became furious with him in the early days. She would send Martin shopping for food and trusting to him the meager pennies the family had, just enough to get some bread and a few necessities to see them through their meals. Martin inevitably took the money and gave it to the poor. When he returned home with nothing in his basket, his mother would let him have it. How can you give to the poor? We are the poor. It's bad enough that you will not eat today, but what of your sister and me? We didn't volunteer to starve. Martin and the Mice the mice remind us of St. Francis of Assisi and Lupo the wolf. The farmers in the town of Gubbio were going to kill a wolf who was attacking their children and cows and eating all their crops. Francis asked to speak to the wolf. He met him in the forest and pleaded with him to stop his vandalism immediately. Francis said he realized that the wolf, whom we now call Lupo, was hungry. He said he would make a deal with Lupo. If he would stop vandalizing the farmer's crops and animals, Francis would guarantee that the farmers would feed him. Lupo stopped vandalizing the farms. The farmers took turns feeding him, and Lupo not only became their friend, he also became their greatest defender against invaders. 
To this, to this day, there is a statue of Lupo in the center of the town of Gubbio in Italy. When you look at a prayer card or the canonization painting of St. Martin de Porres, you will see him wielding the broom, as we said before. Then you see the dog, but to the right on the floor there is a dish with a cat and a mouse and a dove all eating from it at the same time. The mouse is a very important symbol of the ministry of St. Martin de Porres. It began with a problem, St. Martin's wardrobe room. After all his work getting new clothing, shirts, sheets, and such, one day he found that there were mice in the room. They were nibbling on the shirts and sheets, making holes and doing their business there, making a terrible smell. Martin didn't know what to do. His superior suggested spreading poison to kill the mice. That would do it, but Martin wasn't having any of that. He waited and watched until one day he was able to catch one of these little enemies. He held him in his hands, the house machine. The mouse was sure this was the end. His little heart was beating so fast. But then Martin spoke to the mouse, softly and gently. In a short period of time, the mouse relaxed. He had no fear of Martin. Martin explained the problem. They couldn't have the mouse and his friends chewing up all the supplies needed for the monastery and the infirmary. He realized that it was because they were hungry and were not getting enough food. Martin worked out a deal with the mouse. If he led his friends to the far end of the garden, where they would find a nice place to live, which Martin would show them, Martin promised that he would be sure they received more than adequate food every day. We're not going to say the mouse actually answered okay, but in effect it seemed like he agreed with his eyes. When Martin put his little newfound friend down, the mouse scurried away. Within minutes from all over the wardrobe room, the heads of hundreds of little mice appeared from every nook and cranny. Martin led them out to the wardrobe room out of the garden where there was a whole area which would be suitable for them. They immediately began nuzzling into the dirt, making holes where they could set up their living quarters. Martin was good to his word as the mice knew he would be. Every day after he finished feeding everyone else, the shut-ins and the workers of the monastery and the street people, he would go out to the garden with food for the mice. For their part, they never came back to the wardrobe room or disturbed the monastery in any way. There you have it. God calls each of us to become a saint. And each of us has been given special gifts by God to be used to know, love, and serve Him and to spend eternity with Him in heaven. It's that simple. This uh, Miracle of the Mice has been an excerpt from Bob and Penny Lord's chapter on St. Martin de Porres in their book, Visionaries, Mystics, and Stigmatists. Bob and Penny Lord are renowned Catholic authors of many best-selling books about the Catholic faith. They are best known as the authors of Miracles of the Eucharist. They've been dubbed experts on the saints. Below in the notes, you will find links for books, audiobooks, and ebooks for St. Martin de Porres, and also a link for the book Visionaries, Mystics, and Stigmatists by Bob and Penny Lord. Thank you, and we love you. Please load our free Bob and Penny Lord app.
Here is how to download our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Simply, with your iPhone or Android device, go to the App Store, search for Bob and Penny Lord app, and download it. It's that simple. Here's what you can do with our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Number one, the, there's a link to our marketplaces, our websites, uh, our uh, blog, and this podcast. The second link is to our Bob and Penny Lord TV channel where you can access all of our videos as seen on EWTN plus a whole lot more. Thank you very much.